everybody welcome to elephant in the room it's time for your alabama podcast on roll tide pods part of disrupt the media he's jay coker i'm mick gillespie and we're brought to you by my bookie right now with the promo code next round <laughs> got the hat to prove it uh, you can get up to uh 50 oh, up to a thousand dollar price match when you go to mybookie.ag <laughs> You uh, start your account there. You put some money down, and you know if you got, if 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 you feel like these bowl games are a chance for you to take advantage, do the do college football. You got the NFL, big NFL games coming up this weekend. Um, you got obviously Alabama, Bama basketball, which we're going to talk about on this show. But it's uh, mybookie.ag. What's up, man? You feeling better? Uh, I'm about. I give it about eighty five percent. We're getting there. Hopefully it's that time this, of year. Uh, yeah, hopefully this this beer will get me to 100. Yeah, well, that's what it's for. <laughs> it's got everything you need in there to make you feel better. Uh, or well, maybe worse. Yeah. It's, just, it's a flip of the coin. <laughs> <laughs> for better or for worse. Yeah, one way or the other, we'll find out. <laughs> um, a couple nights ago, Bama basketball. Last night, yeah. I stayed up for it mistake yeah it's like i was telling you earlier i miss i miss our boy quinterly we we got it's it the team's close but it's just not there yeah i mean it's kind of like uh i don't know if you remember the when the big three for the miami heat came together yeah and they sucked in the first half of the year and then mm-hmm. all of a sudden they started beating everybody do you think that's gonna happen i hope so i hope so but we shot like i think grant nelson was like four of 18 from three last night. Yeah. It just feels like they don't, honestly, the guy that they're missing is Brandon Miller. I mean, they just don't have, I don't think they have like the star star guy. See, I think they're missing the, the engine, the guy that bring, I mean, we just seem so flat out there, you know, and we, for the last year between Herb, uh, Quinterly, uh, I mean, we've used to have guys that just would, put everything out on the line and go for the ball. And I, these guys are playing hard. Don't get me wrong, but you know, it just doesn't seem like there's a guy that's feeding off, you know, the whole team isn't feeding off one guy. When you put JQ in there, man, it was like, you don't know it. Hey, we might turn it over 10 times, but we're going to be playing, bouncing off the walls. You right, know? right, right. You know, I, I always, uh, but look- he, I love JQ. I mean, I say the turnover thing, but I loved watching him play. Loved him in Alabama. I hate he's gone. Well, they could have used him this year, no doubt. You know, when, and I was going to say this, like, I have nothing but respect for this schedule. You know, I, I know people send me the thing and, like, the women's team that no one watches is, like, 11-2, and two, but they haven't they didn't play anybody. Like, yeah. the, these guys are playing, like oh, – the three top ten schools in a row. Oh, it's crazy. Which is – I mean, we went over three, it. but I'm fine with it. Me too. You know, me I'm too. fine with it. Whatever. I mean, I, I love it. Me too. Not afraid to play anybody. Mm-hmm. And don't let that scare you next year, you know? Yeah. yeah. Well, and it could be what leads them to a turnaround, you know, because yeah. they, they when you go and play Arizona there, you know, that's like a – that's a blue blood basketball played program. Creighton. I think we played Creighton at Creighton too. I know. And then uh, who was the first – Purdue, Purdue. We played – well, we played them in Canada. Right. You know? Any 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 place and to go do this. And uh, we've got the best basketball coach that we've had since I've followed Alabama. Oh, yeah. Oh yeah, he's uh. I've met Nate a couple times. He's a great guy, 
he think he's played golf four times. I was in a, playing a tournament with him. He got a hole in one. <laughs> really? <laughs> yeah. Up at North River. Really? Yeah. I think he was barring somebody's clubs. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> How about that? Uh, Have you ever got one of those? You got one. Oh, yeah. Did you? you? got one with my dad in the two-man scramble over at Spring Hill and Mobile. Nice. Number four. Yeah. Well, you and Nate, both with one. Unless he's got more than one. Maybe he's got more than one. <laughs> he's just hustling everybody out there. Yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> they give you some tips on your game. Yeah. Uh, so we're a few days away from signing day and uh, Bama number two class. I, I, The way I understand it is um, it, it, NIL played a big part in this. Don't think that Auburn didn't get those players without NIL, you know? Oh, yeah. Like, like you know, money played hey, a good, part. It's, you know, it's just good the way for it them, is. whatever. Yeah, the I mean, is. you know, uh, Hugh Freeze, is he's going to be dangerous, you know, in four or five years. Or next year. He was the one I well, I was I feared most getting hired at Auburn. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, we still got Coach Saban, and as long as he's here, we're good. Yeah. It's going to be it's really going to be interesting to see, you know, how things progress. But talking about Auburn, just because you have better players doesn't mean that you're going to win. You know that. I mean, look with, at A and M, right? And 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 the money is such a big part of what's going on. Nick Saban talked about that after signing day it was official. He came like comes out and he's like, "Hey, um, you know, some guys are here to to basically, I, I paraphrasing, but to make money." And um, and that's fine. We're also trying to, you know, teach these guys how to, you know, have more value. You know, yeah. Basically talks about that all the time. But um, it th- that's totally different. And I mean, all the guys that get in the transfer portal that that are just you know, that don't don't have to leave, but they want to to make more money. It's 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 an entirely different world right now. Yeah. And I still don't even know the ins and outs of if you enter the transfer portal, can you go get bids at other places and come back? Do you still have that right or can a coach refuse that? I, I don't know how that works. I don't either. Uh, i tell you what, though, I heard coach. Call uh Dre Kirkpatrick, Dre Kirkpatrick's son, Lil Dre. Yeah, he needs to go ahead and <laughs> copyright that and get an NIL deal going for that already. Yeah, oh yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, he's one of the guys I'm really excited about. I he, am too. He killed it in too. the Alabama Mississippi All Star game. Had like a couple picks and you know fumble, forced fumble and recovery. Yeah. The guy like returns kicks. Uh-huh. You know he he has interceptions. He makes tackles. Um. I mean, you know, it's playing in the secondary in your blood. I think it can be. Yeah, I mean, he's got the body, the frame for it, just like his dad, you know. And I never met Dre, but, uh, I mean, he was in that class. I remember with uh, Mark Barron and, and Julio Jones and all those guys, yeah. you know, the first first class to come in. I remember. You know, I mean, that was, that was, that was the guy, one of the guys that changed Alabama. It was. You know, in recent history. I saw him. Call, I called one of his high school games and um, county high against uh, against Gadsden. I can't remember if he intercepted a ball or he returned a punt for a touchdown or a kickoff. But I, he was electric. He got in the end zone and he did a somersault into the end zone, like <laughs> you know, like, like he he's running in and then does like a complete somersault, fifteen yard penalty. And then they missed the extra point because it was so far back. <laughs> you know, it's like, who cares? Just watching that was worth all, the whole thing, you know? Uh-huh. If you're the coach, you probably care. Oh, uh, yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. 
Old Gadsden. That's a, a Freddie Kitchen's hometown too. I'm pretty sure. Yeah. They uh, they'll they'll occasionally have like a really really good team. Some some athletes up there. Yeah. They're not. It's not like uh, Hoover and Thompson and you know Chalkville Clay Chalkville. Where did Thompson come from? Uh, well, I mean, I, I'll tell you that they they were terrible when County High played them. They had one win. It was over County High. And then all of a sudden, they built a new stadium, and they brought in a new coach, and magically, they started winning. Yeah. I mean, it really was like they went from one win to, you know, everybody just seemed to move there. Was it was Rush Probst the coach there? <laughs> I, don't I don't know. All of a sudden, it became a destination. Not always going to get mad at me for saying that. It's his alma mater. <laughs> He was there when they were one and nine. <laughs> this was like this. It was the one and nine year wasn't that much. That wasn't that long ago. I mean, I want to say it was like, man, I it could had to be in the last ten years because I I, I was broadcasting county high games like then. So Thompson was terrible. They were awful, and the, and the game that they beat county high was like it was like nine to seven or 10 to seven or 12 to 10 or something. I mean, it wasn't even good football. <laughs> yeah. and then they build this giant stadium. And the next thing you know, like they're just, they, they're beating Hoover every year. Which is, <laughs> <laughs> uh, the, the thing that always bothered me about Hoover is that you, you know, you're doing County high games and Hoover schools, like literally like twice the student body and every other level of high school football is based on how many students you have. No, yeah. And then they just make this seven, a, you know, and, and then there's really only like a handful of schools that could really play in that. No, oh, yeah. You know what I'm saying? No, like, it's crazy, like, it should be like a five team league. The crazy thing in Alabama now is they've got this, well, they've got the multiplier and then competitive balance. You know, mm -hmm. I, you pay attention to that at all. If you win too much, you get moved up a classification. Yeah, I think. Were and you then, telling me about somebody was telling me about this? Yeah. So, like, private schools, I can't remember how many, what the multiplier is, but you get, you know, you've, each student counts as like one and a half or one and a third. And then, you know, so you're already up a classification. And then if you win, like my, my high school, St. Paul should, I believe should be four a, uh, or they're close to it. They're in five a because of the multiplier. Then they've won a couple uh, state championships in Alabama. So they're in six a, they got like, I don't know, 300 kids and they're playing schools that have 700 Jeez. So, I mean, it's yeah. like, doesn't go well. Yeah. I mean, they do pretty well still, but, you know, I mean, they just, it's, it's a lot of the competitive kids that are, you know, driven and they, they're disciplined and, and play good football. And, you know, if, if a good player goes down, you're in trouble. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Playing like both, both ways. Did you play both ways in high school? When I was a sophomore, uh, AJ McCarron was our quarterback. I was a sophomore. He was a senior. And so I played safety my sophomore year. Mm -hmm. And then when he graduated, I moved to quarterback and I'd play safety here and there. Right. How was that? Did you guys ever know, like, hey, we're going to have some championship rings at Alabama together? <laughs> <laughs> no, my sophomore year, I thought I was playing basketball <laughs> in college. So. You weren't even worried about <laughs> yeah. it, huh? Yeah. I mean, you know, I just, uh, I, we had a, I can't remember what game it was, but, uh, a guy that represented Rivals came by and told me he wanted to take a picture and put my profile on on Rivals.com. And back then, Rivals was like a big deal. And yeah, I was like, it was. I know. I was like, how the hell do they know who I was? I 
Uh, who was it? It was, was six Bone? No. It wasn't Bone? No, no, I can't remember who it was, but I was like 6'1", 170 pounds playing safety, and I ran like a 4'8", 4'9". So right. It was like – How did they know? Yeah, I don't I mean, I you guess – were no, You were no little Dre. <laughs> No. <laughs> no. no, no, I mean, I was like, you know, that big around. Right. Somebody <laughs> saw it coming. Uh, Not you, though. That's crazy, man. What a what a what a insane ride you had to get there. Oh, yeah. I mean, I started I started going around camps. Uh, My dad would take me around to camps and I, you know, I, I was not expecting anything. And uh. I remember I went to I got my first off from Arkansas State because Tyler Siski was on on uh, staff there, mm-hmm. and uh, he knew me, Coach Mulder brother, and uh, so him and Hugh Freeze offered me, and then after that, you know, I was all kinds of pumped up, and I started bouncing around from camp to camp. Ole Miss, I thought was going to offer, they never did. That was Houston Nut. Oh yeah, back when he was there, I remember those days. Uh, Dan Mullen was at Mississippi State. I thought I might get an offer there, and I didn't. And then I went to Florida State after that, and I threw for like two hours. And Jimbo called me up to his office and offered me, you know. And I was like, "How?" And I, I can't even believe this. You know, I got a few letters asked. Yeah, why the- doesn't that shit happen to me? <laughs> <laughs> but it's so funny. Like as soon as as soon as I got an offer from Florida State, Alabama was calling. Like you know, people started calling. It's Everybody's afraid to jump over the broom, you know. Right, right, right. And offer a guy that nobody knows. Yeah, well, it's crazy. Um, and also that so you, in saying that, you know, I owe a lot of Jimbo for taking that chance right. and, and offering me because who knows if he had he not offered me, there's no telling what would have happened. Yeah, yeah, it is crazy. Um, and that's I'm sure like every one of these guys that's playing and just signed with Alabama and all these teams around the country. I mean, they you know not everyone was someone that they noticed right away, you know, like, oh, yeah. what about the guy from Germany? There's a guy from Germany that Alabama is <clears throat> on their side. Oh, yeah. Class. Yeah. Hey, you know, a lot of these kids, they don't realize, you know, he I played mean, soccer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He's going to be good. Like, how do they know? Yeah. I bet he will be. though. Yeah. I mean, it's just, it's crazy when you, when you think about it, you know, and a lot of times you got to sit back and think, especially when you're playing, you know, you're like, when you finally start, you're like, you know, I, you start thinking about how much money Alabama's making and, and you know, you're just showing up to work and, and practicing, but you really don't realize how thankful you need to be for the offer that you were given, you know, an opportunity you're given because, shit, I mean, hell, what what's happened in my life just because of Alabama, you know, has been uh, countless blessings. What's it like being a celebrity? <laughs> <I'm> not... <laughs> can you tell me about that celebrity shit <laughs> if you guys know the podcast you know that i'm that I'm really making fun of our friend's friend that asked john parker that years ago <laughs> i can still see it it was before the missouri championship game and i guess it was you No, you guys didn't play missouri you played florida yeah, it was one of those championship games in Atlanta, and I think it was Missouri. 2014 Missouri. Yeah, probably. and the, and the guy, the guys, the guy in more worked for my friend Chad in mortgages, and it was real quiet outside, <laughs> drinking a beer, and then he just goes, "Hey man, 
love your stuff. <laughs> what, <laughs> what are you doing these days? <laughs> that celebrity shit. <laughs> I'm just like, I just couldn't stop laughing. Like I didn't want to laugh. You know, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> oh God. <laughs> so what what's the like? <laughs> you know, it never I, I always it was what it, it used to be crazy when I was, you know, going through that that year of the national championship and you know, right after especially coming back to Mobile. Uh uh the only time I was ever overwhelmed with it was the senior bowl. I mean, I remember I, I feel like I'm always uh, being down here. Yeah, try to always be nice to everybody and and be. I mean, I used to be that kid, you know. So you sign autographs. Good. Oh yeah, yeah. But by the time you know when you're at the Senior Bowl and you played for Alabama and and you won a national championship, we had four of us there. I mean, I'm telling you, you couldn't separate from anybody unless you were up in your room. And me and Kenyon Drake were rooming together, and so man, we. It was we we locked ourselves in that room for just about the whole week. I mean, it was just insane. Yeah, that is crazy. Um, what advice would you give to Julian Sand? He's the five star consensus five star quarterback out of Carlsbad, California, and um, he's I I mean I if if there's hype and there is, I'm I'm a believer in it. I mean, yeah, you see the guy, the fact that he doesn't throw interceptions, he's kind of a Bryce Young type quarterback, you know. He comes in with that same that same pedigree. Yeah. Uh, you know, it's kind of like we were talking about before the show. I mean, uh when I was a freshman coming in, uh you know, I, I was always doing what I was told, you know, doing showing up on time, doing exactly what they told me to do all the time. Uh and I don't care how talented you are, how good you are, what kind of tools you got. Uh, if you're doing just what's asked of you, that's not going to be enough. Right. You know, uh, I've never seen any quarterback or any player come in and, and just do what's, what's asked of them and excel, uh, at any level. So, uh, when I started diving in watching film, you know, throughout the day and, and, you know, making that my priority, um, over anything else, that's when I saw myself kind of move up to depth chart and have a chance to start at some point. Uh, but you know, if you're not buying in, not doing the right things, you go, you're just not going to last. And, you know, it, it's crazy how many guys that I saw while I was playing, uh, you know, sometimes it takes two, sometimes it takes three years. Mm -hmm. And by that third year, if you hadn't figured it out, you're probably gone, you know, right. Uh, that, or you become a GA. And I've seen that, but then there's guys like Bryce Young, you know, that come in with all the hype and everything and just, they just, it's like they it's more than just being a savant at quarterback they also come in with the right attitude and work oh, yeah. ethic yeah well i met bryce i met bryce two or three times and you know you can tell by talking to most guys if they're gonna make it if they've got the right head on their shoulders and uh i mean that guy you know carry on a conversation uh very respectful you know mm -hmm. was very mindful of of the people around him and, and had a lot of knowledge and you just tell that guy was, was built differently, different yeah. mentally, you know, mm -hmm. uh, just a different kind of guy. The kind of guy when coach Saban walked into his house and, and started talking to him, he had to have him, you know? Yeah. Right. You can just tell right off the bat. Yeah. You just know he's that kind of guy. Uh, I, I love them. 
man. I, you know, but I, but I love Tua. You know, I mean, like I, I was in, I was thinking about this the other day. Um, I gotta watch that the the um, hard knocks the season. Yeah, I didn't realize that was out. I didn't realize they were doing it on the Dolphins. I I love Tua too. I met him a, a, a few times. He's that's a great guy. And uh, and his family's great too. Oh yeah, oh yeah. I, was, I did a show with Jay Barker, and um, and I, by the way, I do love Jay, man. He's a great dude. And um, they just showed up one day, like we're doing the show, and like they just showed up to meet Jay and me. I guess not really me, but I was there. <laughs> and um, and and I was like, these people are like so just great. Oh yeah, so respectful. You just know? nice. Oh yeah, that's when I first met him. Uh, yeah, actually, you know. <laughs> I first met him in that after that Detroit Lions uh <laughs> Detroit Lions tryout when oh, yeah, Gibbons yeah. said I wouldn't want to live in Detroit either. <laughs> <laughs> One short pass. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. No, he was a uh, yeah, he was a senior in high school. He he came by and I went and talked to his family and him and and uh you know, kind of just gave him his expectations or you know, the expectations of Coach Saban and all that. And, right. What'd and, you say uh, to him? You know, basically what I've said on this podcast, you know, it's, right. it's not for everybody, but you know, if, if you want to be good and you have, have confidence in yourself then you probably be all right, you know? Yeah. And this is where, you, I mean, I, I'd, I'd been to Florida state, been to Alabama. Right. And you know, there's at the time, uh, infrastructurally Florida state couldn't touch Alabama, you know, and I don't think that there's really any other school. And when you look at, the former players coming back and working out at Alabama and it's like a family. I mean, I could go there right now. I, I've, I've went back three weeks ago and mm-hmm. got a massage and a chiropractor working me out you know, <laughs> just from sitting in the car too long. Right, 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 right. <laughs> so, I mean, you know, it's, it's just, there's nobody that puts together a program like coach Saban where everybody exceeds expectations where it's expected from everybody and everybody expects that from themselves. Yeah. So during, it's hard to have that leadership. Oh yeah. Yeah. During his press conference, one of the, one of the writers was like, you know, talking about some of the offensive linemen and, you know, maybe that they weren't like five stars and, and Saban's like, Hey, it's a development position. And I'm thinking he doesn't care. I'm sure he's not looking at, you know, no, and no offense. I mean, I love on three and I used to work with them and, and rivals used to work with them. Yeah. And, you know, and have a lot of respect for 24-7, all of them. But I, I just don't think that Saban's going, all right, well, shit, this guy's a five-star. I think he just – he they look on and, and figure out what oh, they want. yeah. And I mean, he doesn't most, care. The you most – the, the, the biggest representation of that is Josh Jacobs. You remember him? Yeah, I, I mean, do. Hadn't, I don't think he had any offers. And Burton Burns, one of my favorite coaches of all time, yeah. found him and offered him on the spot. You know, how about that? He, him, and Ryan had the same agent. Did they really? Yeah, yeah. And a great career, and a great NFL career. I used to see, I, I, Coach Burns would be walking out, walking through the training room to go to practice, and I'd be like, "Coach, what's up? What you doing?" He's like, <clears throat> he's like, "I'm, I'm walking around, handing out ass whippings and chewing gum. I'm fresh <laughs> out of chewing gum." <laughs> <laughs> I hated to see when he he retired. Then he retired, right? I think he went to the Giants for a little bit. Okay, so he went to the NFL then. But I, you know, I think he he got to that age where he didn't want to recruit anymore. 
I mean, I don't know this, but I would imagine it's got to be being tough. that age and, and recruiting, which he had to be one of the best. I yeah, mean, right. Playing playing with him as a coach was, I mean, it was so much fun. He was just one of those guys you never forget. It's, yeah. it's crazy how many good coaches there are, but he was one of the best. Yeah, I, I mean, you, the signing day, and you know, you see these guys and and who recruited who, and and Alabama to survive, you can't not recruit. I mean, like that's oh, yeah. that's the that's the bottom line. I mean, like you could be the best on field coach, but if you don't recruit, you just there's no spot for you. Oh yeah. Well, it's nice for these assistant coaches. I mean, I, I tell you, I've, I'm in sales now, and it sucks to go out there and sell a try to sell a shitty product. Yeah, right. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it'd be tough to go sell Mississippi State right now, but no, Alabama, no. that's pretty. Yeah. You know, you're right. Like, uh, did you see Lane Kiffin in his post game press conference? He's just like, you know, well, there's, I can't remember exactly how I said it. Somebody asked him about why they were doing so much better than state. And he's like, well, you know, one program's going this way and the other one's going this way. They, they, they stacked uh, a bunch of the in state guys. You know, he did, he did well there. No miss then. Yeah. They got a bunch of portal guys too, didn't they? Yeah, they did. Yeah. They did, um, which means that he's probably getting that NIL that he needs. Yeah. Because to me, I think that's a big part of the portal. You know, it just feels like the NIL is a big part. Oh, that's uh, yeah, that's how you get guys now. Yeah. I mean, well, you gotta have you gotta have something to show for when you got a guy already making a little money where he's at. Yeah, right. Yeah, but that's why you leave, right? And that's yeah. probably why. That's why the what the Wake Forest Notre Dame quarterback now, Sam uh, Hartman. Hartman, yeah. yeah. I know. Tell how much did he make? I can't imagine. I don't know, but I mean, I'm sure they paid him. Oh yeah, pretty big money. Yeah, it's, it's like being a quarterback of the Dallas Cowboys. Yeah, you know, and it, you know, it would suck to be one like I don't know the guy that played quarterback before they paid all these guys. Yeah. Sit there and have to think about all that money. I'd feel real bad if I was the asshole making fun of that guy. <laughs> <laughs> that sucks i I know it does it's like the whole world just flipped oh yeah that fast oh yeah Yeah. where's ryan at yeah 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 when it comes in i yeah it's like it's like being the smallest guy in prison that's me (laughs) it's i mean we've talked about this before but it's just so weird how you know, one one minute no one's getting paid, and then the next minute, like everybody's getting paid. Oh yeah, you yeah, know? yeah. I mean, <laughs> do a podcast with next round, make <laughs> make you know probably ten, fifteen, twenty grand. I don't know, you know. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, uh, like it's, it, you I had at, to play with Dunaway for free. <laughs> <laughs> play golf with Dunaway for free. <laughs> this golf game—he talks about golf all the time. Is he a good golfer? Oh, uh, it's as good as his uh, as his picks. <laughs> <laughs> Man, oh my gosh! Like, I, I, I got a Dunaway story. I, I've never told this one. Um, when I was in college. I did. I told you I was. I, I took over as the county high broadcaster, and um, 
I, it, I was just happy, dude. I mean, I was yeah. a college guy, student getting to like, you know, work for WTBC, which was like this, you know, old school AM station. And the guy that ran it was a guy, the late, the late great radio guy, Ronnie Quarles. And Ronnie was like radio veteran. Um, <laughs> it's like, like didn't take crap off anybody. Yeah. And then there was this station in town that was like the sports station at the time was the station called the Tusk. Right. And so we, we were doing County high, right. It was with Ryan Fowler was my, partner, oh, yeah. you know, Ryan. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so we, it was like, I was play by Wait, play. So y'all are in college doing this. Yeah. Or maybe we were like fresh out. Yeah. This was like a long time ago. I, I didn't think Ryan about still it. have the beard back then. No, no, no. Beardless Ryan. And, um, we, we were a team. And um, I wasn't really involved at the station other than I just did the games, right? Ryan was more involved over there. And um, so this other station called the Tusk was like showing up and like they would just like pick the game of the week, but they just kept picking our games because the team was good. And our state, Ronnie was getting pissed off about it right so he so he he like made a big stink you know like he didn't want him out there i had nothing to do with it so so that happened and then i'm sitting in the press box at an alabama football game and the guy this guy vince who had who was the play-by-play guy for the tusk you know he's there and dunaway just starts talking shit about me i'm sitting right there <laughs> <laughs> like, like just like watching the game and they're like talking over me. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm like, I'm like looking back, like, is that my first <laughs> What? <laughs> so, so I, I don't know. I you heard the story, right? No, no. First time. So I told, I've told LT before. So then um, I get to know, years later, I get to know uh, LT. And um, when he was at Jocks, and um, I start listening to their show, and I'm like, "Oh, that's just Dunaway," you know what I mean? <laughs> like this is that's kind of his luck, you know. <laughs> and now he's like my, one of my favorite like radio people. Like, no, yeah. I, I, like today I'm listening, and, and he's talking about getting kicked out of the the poker club for. Uh, given a naughty Santa gift that was like uh, reindeer underwear where your penis go into the, <laughs> the reindeer's horns or something. <laughs> That's what reminded me of that. <laughs> I'm like, I was like, I would love to see like what they should do with their channel is they should just Dunaway should just have his own show. Like, you know, like where somebody just follows him around, like, <laughs> you know, like, <laughs> like, like it's like his own, like, um, reality show, yeah, you know, his own YouTube. Yeah. Channel. Yeah. But you, but once you kind of call it Dunaway, once you get to know, like, him and stuff he's really great dude like he's really funny and like you know but it's it's just kind of like yeah, sometimes he he does slip on things a little bit <laughs> <laughs> and i think that's part of what makes him like so popular oh yeah oh yeah i played i, I when i was in i guess this was going into my senior year i went out to eat at mug shots my roommate and we're sitting there and there's a guy behind me and uh my roommate, he likes to talk to people. Just, you know, he yeah. goes, for some reason, somehow they get this guy and the guy behind me start talking. <laughs> and uh, he goes, 
hey, what do you think the football team is going to look like this year? And I'm like, oh, my God, you know, here we go. Because, you know, I, I already on TV, you know, you hear it. Yeah, right. And the guy goes, well, if we can find a quarterback, we'll be all right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know exactly how it is. Listen to this. Oh, yeah. So the guy – I'm sitting here and, and eventually he gets up and he walks up and he introduces himself to my roommate. And then I turn and I'm like, Jake Coker. And he goes, he's like, Oh God. He's like, man, just work hard. I'm sorry. And, he walks out. <laughs> <laughs> and so, so I go play golf. Uh, and, and is, is I go play golf in this tournament up in uh, North river. And, uh, it's you know it's me and and four guys that have it's a you know a booster golf tournament and right. it's all these guys that have that have put money in and and uh, this guy's name's Bert I won't mention his last name but he uh I'm playing with him the first time I'm like man this guy looks so familiar and I can't figure it out and then like the next year I get in his same group and I was like holy shit that's the guy that's that the said guy. I <laughs> <laughs> that so and crazy. I was like I was like Bert did I meet you in college at Bugshots? And he's like, oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> and he goes, yeah, that was me. <laughs> and I started dying laughing. That is funny. Uh, what a small world, man. <laughs> that is crazy. Um, I, well, my wife says that, like, she – we were, we talked talk, went down and saw the guys at the next round, and she's like, you know, when they were at the floor band, and she's like – um, she thinks Dunaway is the most famous one. You know, like <laughs> yeah. you know, how, like you know, like she was like a fan. Of, Dunaway's got the most recognizable face. Yeah, like, he, like like she was like by far he's the most famous. No, no <laughs> offense to Lance Ryan, but I'm like okay. She's like no. She says she's like I, I'm just telling you. Like I watched him on TV my whole life <clears throat> because he was on TV in in Tusk in Birmingham. Oh yeah. Yeah, so I mean, I was like, "Well, I get that." Yeah, I mean, like, if you weren't—that's like, what I've seen him. You know, I've just yeah. seen him on TV or or on Twitter before. You know, uh, hosted like Alabama shows yeah. and like you know, he does a lot of different stuff. So hopefully, I don't get fired. <laughs> <laughs> Hope this podcast wasn't Ryan's <laughs> idea. <laughs> <laughs> but I'll tell you what—if this is true. If I would have been at the poker club when he hand when <laughs> when he had those gave out those edible underwear <laughs> that had the reindeer on them or whatever, I would not have been pissed off. I would have laughed. <laughs> Yeah, like I mean, the guys in the poker club. What are you doing, man? Like, it's, a, it's a dirty Santa. So they're supposed to. Do. They said they, they said that they were handing out like a bunch of like expensive bourbons and stuff. <laughs> He's got like a, a edible underwear and a reindeer from Spencer's. <laughs> I'm like, is this real? I'm like, of course it's real. Like, it's a, which is like, that's actually pretty awesome. Like, I, like, like and you feel the same way I it's feel. A good trade for him. Yeah. <laughs> you, you, because we have to say, you know, you would love that. <laughs> it's like the guy, like the, the, the. If there's ever a guy that makes me just say, "What the hell?" That yeah, I'm gonna laugh too. at him. Yeah, me too. <laughs> We're probably going to be friends. Yeah. The other thing, though, is like the person that takes the dirty Santa too seriously. Oh, yeah. You know, oh, yeah. like, 
all right, who did this? You know, like they're, gonna, <laughs> they're after the guy that brought the, you know, the edible underwear. <laughs> so funny to me. Like, I'm just like, and, and I was, I was walking this morning, getting my exercise in and I'm like, who can I talk about this with? <laughs> me. <laughs> like, it's time to unveil the story. All these unfortunate <laughs> listeners. It's time to unveil the story of the time, the time when I got, you know, when I'm like, is this guy, you know? <laughs> oh my goodness, man. Uh, so funny. I, now I like, I, I totally like get him now, you know, like you. <laughs> yeah. I wasn't that happy about it back in the back in that press box. Uh, <laughs> See this guy on the news every day and he's talking bad about me. <laughs> Something like, I heard those guys, they're terrible. <laughs> they, they suck. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The story I told there, yeah, there was no wondering who he was talking about. <laughs> I just, I was waiting on him to walk up. I never even turned my back until he walked up and shook our hands. I was like, yeah, it's me. <laughs> yeah. Well, I guess you showed him. Didn't uh, you? That's you be know. one of those times where you might want to wear that ring. Just <laughs> <laughs> to shake his hand. Oh uh, yeah. No, I mean, how do you remember his face though? Like, <clears throat> I don't know. You must have like one of those memories. Yeah. Well, I remember, you know, I remember the dumb shit. That's what I remember. (laughs) It's like a kick in the. I mean, you know, no, I I really, it it took, it took me two years to figure it out because we, you know, again, we played in that tournament twice. We made it for the first round and I know he remembered and he didn't bring it up the first time. (laughs) So I was the one that had to bring it up the next time. Right. Oh, uh, right there. Well, if, if Dunaway wants to make it up to us, we did float one of the kegs here today. <laughs> we're, we're a keg down now. Yeah, that's right. On the elephant in the room. That's the real elephant in the room. Oh, yeah. That we're down a keg. Yeah. yeah. Um, Ryan helped us out. Yeah, he did. We had some help. Gosh, I, he's so funny. He's so fun. We we got to get him back on again. Um, oh man, him, Ruben Foster. If you if y'all could, Dylan Lee. If you could have just seen the inside of that locker room for just a little bit, <laughs> I mean, it was so dang funny. Yeah, yeah. First time I first time I threw a pass in seven on seven uh, over the summertime. I remember I threw a, a slant to Chris Black, and uh, I think I may have told this story on this podcast already, or maybe we weren't recording, but I get the snap, and I throw a slant to Chris Black, and, and Dylan Lee breaks it up, and he goes, this ain't the ACC no more, Jake. This ain't the ACC, and I hadn't even shook his hand yet. <laughs> so I get that shit out of here. <laughs> Waving the finger. Yeah, yeah. And everybody, you know, everybody was loving it, and I'm like, been there for two days yeah you know? right just what i need <laughs> <laughs> welcome aboard <laughs> you're just trying not to get yelled at <laughs> uh did you get uh ryan told us a great some great stories about getting yelled at 
Um, did you get yelled at a lot? I mean, I don't remember you saying that. You know, not too much. Uh, I mean, I say that. I, well, the different here's the difference at Florida State. I mean, when you, you made when up you, for it all when there. you come from Florida State and Jimbo, I mean, you're getting just destroyed, right? And so when I got to Alabama, it was like a totally different met- methodology, I guess. Mm-hmm. I mean, I didn't have Jimbo right behind me every play, you know, just wearing me out, telling, yeah. my, telling me to take my ass back to Mobile and <laughs> <laughs> everything else. So when I got to Alabama, I mean, my my gauge for getting yelled at was was you know it was a completely different realm so coach Saban was just different and he, and he wasn't behind the quarterback every play and i had lane and he you know lane wasn't a real yeller no uh i mean he'd yell a little bit you know but usually, he's just more like smart ass stuff yeah and, that, yeah you know, like i his mean personality which is it's easy to, de- to deal with yeah. honestly i mean florida state and Jimbo's like tear your heart out and, yeah. and stomp on it right in front of your face. Oh, we saw it. Look at <laughs> look at what he said about saving. <laughs> I don't know how you walk that uh, back, honestly. Uh, that was that was G rated. <laughs> <laughs> that was nothing with you. Nothing. <laughs> yeah. Oh man. So um when you see these guys kind of going through what they're going through right now, I heard where Michigan's backing off a little bit they're letting their guys kind of you know get healthy they're not doing a lot of contact it doesn't sound like and then Nick Saban said it on his press conference that they're fundamentals and I'm sure that they are getting physical oh this week in practice oh yeah well let's see we got what two weeks till the game next week will be game week practice this week I'm sure they're easing off a little bit but Last week sucked. I can guarantee you that. Uh, back to camp practice, back to, you know, 15, 16 period practices. Uh, you know, I'm sure there was a lot of fights and, and you know, getting tired of practicing the same, your teammates over and over and over again. Uh, time to hit somebody else. Right. Know? Yeah. And when I, we're talking about yelling, you know, and when I first, I first got to college and, and Jimbo was, I mean, just wearing me out. You know, I, I took that a little, you know, I took it, I probably took it the wrong way. But, you know, now I look back on it, especially my third year there when I was older and, and I mean, I was still 20, 20, 21. I mean, uh, you know, I think it's, honestly, I think it's pretty good for kids to see what it's like, you know, just grown men yeah. wearing you out and you kind of understanding how the world really works. Right. Uh, well, it's also how you deal with it. No, that's right. That's right. I mean, you know, yeah, you got to be able to laugh just, at yourself. Oh, yeah. That's uh, how you beat them. Well, the, or you win, you know, because when you can self-deprecate and just kind of laugh at oh, yourself, yeah. too, oh, yeah. everybody loves you. Well, I, you know, I think I think I took it too serious and tried to, you know, I mean, try to be perfect every play and took it really hard. And I was I screwed up and and then I had coaches. I mean, just just tearing me up i mean people <laughs> i used to be i mean me and clint trickett used to get reamed so bad i mean ej didn't escape much either but i mean when you're a freshman and you don't know what you're doing and you get thrown in there <laughs> and he treats you like you've been there for five years right right part of the psychology i guess oh <laughs> uh, yeah well his his psychology was i'm gonna make it tough in practice so the game is easier yeah right you know mm-hmm. you know i mean 
I get it to a certain degree, but mm-hmm. you know, it was good for me to count to hear. I mean, I, again, I had never been talked to like that before. <laughs> and, and mom still, and dad don't I, give you that. <laughs> I got, I got it pretty rough for my mom, but, but, uh, you know, <laughs> that language was, it was a whole different level. You know? <laughs> so, so, I mean, uh, you know, it just, I think it was good for me to kind to toughen up, you know? Yeah. Right. Uh, it was just, you know, you kind of learn, again how the real world works to a certain degree there's a lot of pressure in it and and uh and it did toughen me up yeah i think that that's one of the things that alabama's always had working for them since saving got there you know was it's been a tough program i mean the fourth quarter program and winning games at the end and being physical and even you go into this you look at this matchup against michigan and you know they're going to try to be physical too I just don't see a world where they're going to out physical Alabama. It may be a hard hitting game. Yeah, I don't. I don't think they out athlete Alabama. No, you know. I mean, uh, I saw what Taylor Luan's take on that. Did you see that? Uh. Uh-uh. He said, you know, Michigan's better top to bottom, and and but he, then he said he watched the USF tape. <laughs> I was like, I mean, okay. <laughs> yeah. Go go study that yeah. one, Ole Miss and. Yeah. Uh, Texas and see what happens. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you, know? you know, I was I was talking to Cole Kublick about this, I guess, three two or three weeks ago and uh man just talking about that offensive line and how I, I don't know if I've ever seen an offensive line go from where they were game one to where they are now in game what, thirteen? Yeah, it's crazy. Uh and and also I mean again, Jalen I, I think you usually see the most progress on a quarterback over the season just because it's you know the most obvious but that o-line man that georgia game the physicality they brought in that game oh, i know it was uh i mean they were just dominating and it was it was like watching 2011 alabama yeah. you know chance warmack and dj fluker and all those guys yeah. uh i mean it was just it was so much fun to watch You're right yeah and got out of there pretty healthy Mm-hmm. You know, it's not like we, we, we've been getting a bunch of guys banged up. Um, I just <clears throat> honestly, like if you talk, like you look at this from the South Florida game, from the Texas game, and then look at where this team is now. I mean, it's come such a, a, a long way. But with that said, you know, there there's still a part of this where you're like, well, okay, they got better, they got better than the second half against Arkansas, than the Auburn game, you know, like, oh, yeah. you know, it just feels like what team shows up. Yeah. But I mean, I, I have to, I really believe in you know, these but guys, I, man. I, I just, you do. know, again, though, I, I think, I think now, again, the most dangerous games are the games that you go into knowing that you're the better team and you're going to win. Mm-hmm. Uh, once you get to playoff time, it's like when I was a senior, we played Michigan state, uh, I mean, you're playing in a playoff game, mm-hmm. and and this is the best of the best, and that's your mentality going in. And even if you're way better, which, you know, we felt like we were better in Michigan State, but, you know, you still don't really know. Yeah. And we go out there and play lights out and beat them 38 to nothing, I think. I think right. it was, yeah, it's 38 to nothing, I'm pretty sure. And, uh, and then Clemson, uh, we didn't play as good that game, but, you know, Again, you got to give Clemson a lot of credit for that. I mean, Deshaun Watson, that was he was unreal in college. Yeah. I mean, he's he's great in the NFL too, but uh had a few missteps. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's done some weird stuff apparently. 
Um, and uh, and he he's underachieved in his career, but he's one of the best quarterbacks I've ever seen. I mean, those he's games, one of the best college quarterbacks I've ever seen. Yeah, I mean, I was at both of those games. Who won the Heisman his senior year? You'd ask. Me. I know Derek won it the year before his senior year. So it'd be 2016 Heisman. Yeah. Hell was it? Wasn't Tua, was it? No. No, no, that was Tua, too early. Man. Oh, Lamar Jackson. Oh, yeah. Lamar Jackson, who's actually had a good year. Baltimore's one of the best teams in the NFL. Yeah. Watch out for him. Yeah. I mean, who knows where, where, uh, what's his name? Just talking about him close. That's why I'm still foggy. Yeah. Uh, uh, Deshaun Watson. Yeah. No telling where he'd be if he was, you know, quarterback of the Cowboys or the, you know, one of the better teams in the NFL. Yeah. Or if he would have just like got stayed out of trouble in Houston. I mean, they, they were kind of there. I yeah. mean, they were close to being pretty good. Um, <clears throat> Derek Henry, your, your former teammate, um, that some people are saying that maybe his career is coming to an end. I just think that he's just on the wrong team. Yeah, you know, well, I mean, hell, they had a lot of pieces last year and two years before that, and it's hard when you're carrying the load, you know. Mm-hmm. I mean, when everybody knows you're going to run the ball, and that's all you can do. Of course, I mean, that's what their offense has been built on since he's been there. Yeah. But at least they had, you know, a guy that could get it downfield and use play action to their advantage. Right. But you just don't feel like that's there now. They were talking about trading him to the Ravens. And then it didn't happen, and I bet you the Ravens wish they could have had it. They're running back, like you know, had one of those injuries that you don't want to watch. Yeah, and that they they beat up on somebody. Um, who was it on Sunday? Oh, Jacksonville, down in Jacksonville, it? yeah. And the and the guy was like busting out a run, and then all of a sudden, just like leg leg went the wrong way. Oh man, I tell you. It- Three knee surgeries, and I don't wish that on anybody. Really? You oh, my three God. Of them? Awful. And, yeah, two on the foot and three on the knee. Uh, I would – surgeries are the worst thing ever. What happened to you? Uh, well, my a lot of it came from my, my first uh, injury at Florida State. I, I tore some cartilage in my left knee, and I stayed in the game, and it got worse and worse until I couldn't walk anymore. And they tried to go in and, and sew it up and – shoot stem cells in there and heal it mm-hmm. and when they did that they jacked up a lot of my nerves in my left knee <clears throat> and i don't know if it was incidental or, or part of it but i mean like you know my shoes can't time too tight or i feel it all the way up to my knee really if you'd like touch my outside of my calf my whole leg fires yeah, up you know i've got one of those on my on my hand right here where it's like if i I didn't have surgery, but I got a really bad cut. And then when it's cold out, if I hit a ball, it's like all the oh, way yeah. up my arm. Like when it's know? cold, my knees hurt yeah. just riding in the car. You know? Yeah, it's weird how that stuff stays. And this was when I was like a little kid, you know, and, and well, I was like eight or nine. And then <clears throat> for the rest of my life, like, you know, you, you talk about trying to like really hit the ball on the barrel of the bat because mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, it would hurt. Oh, yeah. And then I that in a weird, a weird film. Oh yeah, know? oh yeah. Like ele- almost like you got shocked by electricity or something. No, oh, yeah, yeah. Is that what you're talking about? Well, uh, it's. Uh, I would say yeah. I would say that like right after I had it, I mean I couldn't believe you know they they were like it's not going to be that bad and I mean I remember because my mom and dad 
had to come, you know, to Tallahassee yeah. to stay the night to help me out because I couldn't, you know, walk around or anything. And I mean, that pain would sh- fire up and I'd be dry heaving on the couch. Like just, it hurt so bad. Wow. I hate to hear that. And, uh, I mean, it's part of it, but you know, it just, it's crazy. And then I got to Alabama, found it, 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 it didn't heal. And so I had to go, they had to go in and cut it all out. <laughs> and so all that was for Surprise. nothing. Yeah. All that was for nothing. Yeah. And it was just a lot of cartilage. And so I've, Ever since then, I wouldn't. I used to be able to dunk a basketball really easily, and could never dunk a basketball after that. You know, I just, oh really? You just couldn't squat, couldn't do things on on your left knee as much. And then I broke my dang right toe my senior year of camp. I got two bolts into that, oh, and then played. And, uh, could you do like windmill dunks and stuff? Couldn't quite do a windmill, but I could do some good stuff. Could you? Yeah. Oh, man, I've always wanted to dunk. It was fun. <laughs> <laughs> there was one time in my life I could get, like, right to the top of the room, but I couldn't get over it. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. You know what I'm talking about? Like, I uh, get it right there. I don't have big enough hands, too. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I got a few good ones in in high school. Uh, but, yeah, was, I mean, it was like as soon as I had that knee surgery, all my my – explosiveness left in my left leg but i think that happens too you see that with players in pro sports you know where oh, they yeah. just like it's depressing it is depressing for sure yeah you feel like you can't do what you used to do yeah well it's amazing too when people have these long careers like how they were able to do it mm-hmm. because of you know you deal with injuries a lot of it's luck yeah a lot of it's luck too yeah like think about cal ripkin the dude played you know two thousand. 300 and some or whatever how many games in a row you know oh, yeah without taking a day off oh yeah i mean i don't think anybody will even come close to that or brett Favre. yeah but play, played in the nfl and those two guys like to have a good time i mean they weren't all about you right. know rest and recovery i mean i've yeah. heard stories about cal ripkin and will clark having a hell of a time when they were playing you know <laughs> yeah i met will clark one time i was at a bar in arizona and my friend worked with the giants and Will Clark's on the other side of the bar and he's keep, we just keep flipping him off. So then he sent us over drinks and then came over and did shots with us. <laughs> it's like somebody told me they didn't like Will Clark. And I'm like, you didn't meet the same Will Clark I met. <laughs> he was a great dude. He seems, I mean, I've seen the 30 for 30 on the, on uh, Mississippi state, you know, with, uh palmero and will clark oh and, yeah i met palmero last year yeah i mean will clark seems like my kind of guy yeah you know yeah seems, seems like a fun time yeah and he i've heard stories about him and and cal rifkin having a hell of a time and they had you gotta you gotta google or youtube that i will the cal rifkin will clark story that he tells i i loved, loved uh <clears throat> billy rifkin Cal Senior played. Uh, my, my grandfather was a was a uh, bluegrass musician, uh, and pretty good. So your dad was Grant. My grandfather, grandfather, Pop, yeah, and was, uh, that was the the twelfth the twelfth son, twelfth child. <laughs> <laughs> His dad was the twelfth. And <laughs> my great grandfather, J- Daddy John. Yeah, see, yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, Ryan brought that up. Yeah. DJ. So his so his dad was DJ who was the, the 11th of 12 or whatever, right? And then and then Pop was uh, one of four. His sister's still alive. She, you know, just still hanging in there. And his brother, too. But he, he was um, 
a really good um, uh, bluegrass musician, played in a bunch of bars and stuff up there. And he knew Cal Sr. because he would come into the bar that they were at. You know? Yeah. Like in that that part of Baltimore, you know, like North Baltimore and stuff. Mm -hmm. Loved them. Yeah. Like uh, Cal Sr. is like a chain smoker, loved music, <laughs> drank. <laughs> it's like, and it'd probably be like, not a huge sports fan and then, yeah. then he'd just start talking about like he would know stuff you know <laughs> <laughs> it's pretty funny uh and then and then i cal was you know uh larger than life but then i I met billy a few times yeah and he's a really funny dude yeah uh, i imagine that whole family's a bunch, bunch of characters yeah, yeah if you've been in a locker room that long i mean people obviously like you i mean you're not you know nobody's pushing you out the door no. they want you around i mean you're obviously a fun time yeah you know they don't I, I, baseball doesn't have a face of the game anymore maybe otani i guess you know but he doesn't really speak yeah, english it, so it's not the, the traditional same. i mean cal ripken jeter I mean, G, yeah jeter uh ken I mean, griffey jr oh uh, yeah people in the south chipper jones oh, I mean, chipper yeah man know. yeah like that I think what happened is they make so much money they just care two craps about going out and being on like a you know soda bottle or <laughs> yeah, that's you know, right. doing any of that stuff. Well, uh, you know, Otani's making what seventy million a year. Uh, he's yeah, yeah, seven hundred million dollars. He only brings 10. in. I mean, I say he only brings in, but it, you know, living in California, I think he nets like thirty-two million dollars a year out of seventy. You know what he did. Do you know about his contract? Uh -uh. He deferred all of it, but $2 million for after 10 years. Oh, my God. Think about that. And you know why he did it was to get around California taxes. So he's getting paid $2 million a year for the next 10 years. And then after that, he's, you know, he's going to be back in Japan. I mean, you know, he'll be back home or he won't live in California. That's nuts, right? Good Lord. So even though it's so he's going to make like 640 some million dollars or 660 million, like after he retires, like, or after the 10 years are up. Jeez. What a smart guy. And then, and then they took that money. Yeah. They took that money and went out and made a deal to sign Tyler glass. Now a trade and sign so that the, this, it, it also helped them with the salary cap. And they're trying to sign Yamamoto right now, which is another guy from Japan. I think going to end up signing with the Yankees. But, you know, you're talking about a guy that's going to make $300 million. But because Otani, like, deferred that contract money, uh, oh, man, like, what a <laughs> – I, I can't even believe that it's allowed to happen. I mean, I, I'm figuring that California is probably going to be like, uh-uh, you know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no kidding. <laughs> Not that they need any money for anything. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Starting yeah. to not look so good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh man. <laughs> they said that um Buster Posey works for the Giants and they're having trouble signing free agents. And he's like the 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 perception of the city, homelessness, crime. Oh uh, yeah. No one wants to go play there. You know, and that's <sighs> that's crazy. Like, like the the fact that they're trying to get Yamamoto 300 million they're gonna pay they're gonna offer yamamoto more money than he's gonna take not to go there yeah and they they offered otani the same contract that the dodgers offered him and he picked the dodgers crazy if i was playing in california i'd like to go to san diego 
Yeah, San Diego. That's where I'd want to go. And they had, you know, they had a, a whole team of like high priced guys last year. Juan yeah. Soto, uh, Manny Machado. Um, oh, so, yeah, they were contenders Mando last Tatis year. Jr. Yeah, and they stunk. You Darvish. I went Blake to San, Snell. I went to San Diego one time when we played. So we had a joint practice with the Chargers. And, uh, not the best place ever. Oh uh, yeah, I got to. I went to dinner with uh, Carson Palmer and San Diego, Matt Barkley, uh, Drew Stanton. Drew Stanton was a Michigan State guy, but you know you're in out in California with Matt Barkley and Carson Palmer. Yeah, and it's like you know, I mean, it's just like, oh, oh let, let me get your key. Let me get your key. <laughs> <laughs> Who picked up the tab? Yeah. Uh, Carson did. did he? Yeah, he told me it was a tax write-off. <laughs> <laughs> Who's the? Yeah, I was I was supposed to be the. You know, we were having that joint practice, and and we were all getting a drink, and uh, and I was I was supposed to be the DD. You know, so I had one drink with him, and and uh, and I noticed Matt. I mean, I th- I think they might have had one or two drinks, but. Uh, I was supposed to be the DD and and uh, <clears throat> Carson just hopped back in the car because he didn't drink enough or, or maybe Matt drove. I can't remember, but they said something like, Jake, I thought you'd get, you know, one one or two more drinks. And I was like, yeah, I would have, but Matt was being selfish. <laughs> <laughs> That's so funny. <laughs> One of my friends, Carlos Guevara, pitched for the Padres. You know, not a, not a long career, but long enough to be out there for spring training. And Jake Peavy would like get a limo, and they'd all jump in the limo. <laughs> he's like, yeah, he's like, just the best guy I've ever met. He gets a limo to go. <laughs> that you needed that. Oh yeah, you need to be oh, out yeah. there, Peavy. <laughs> yeah. He might have been in. Uh, he was in San Francisco at that at, point. At that I think. point, yeah, uh, it's, yeah. Um, so I'm going to steal another thing from the next round. Um, I thought this was interesting. Uh, LT asked um, Jalen Milrow, the most famous person he had in the cell phone. And, uh, and, and so right away, I'm like, who's the most famous person I got in my cell phone? And I'm like, okay, who's the most famous person in my cell phone that would answer my call? <laughs> and I think for me, it'd be Ryan Sandberg. The Rhino. comedian? No, the, the Hall of Fame. Oh, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He's really famous. <laughs> Very famous. I, I mean, uh, just off the top of my head, though, I was, I was trying to think, like, what about you, though? I mean, Coach Saban has to be. Yeah, yeah. You know. That's a good one, huh? Uh, you yeah, ever just call, call and see how he's doing? <laughs> <laughs> you text him? No. <laughs> no. I already, he, apparently, he did text uh, uh, back to um, Kirby Smart. Uh-huh. <laughs> it's like a big deal. <laughs> you can imagine his phone blowing up, and somebody gave out his phone number. You heard this? Oh, uh, yeah. Well, I guess I don't have his number anymore. Probably don't have it anymore. Yeah. I hadn't called him since then. No. So. <laughs> now, what, what did you have his number for? Uh. You know, I guess I guess I had it since I was recruited, but then ever ever since really, when I got there, I was always getting texts from Coach Cochran, "Get your ass up to his office." Because <laughs> <laughs> I just imagine like 
he's driving home to Northridge and he's like, I got to get Coker on. The <laughs> he, he I also, did see him going to a golf tournament, that same golf tournament. <laughs> I, I called my buddy Bert out on. <laughs> yeah, Bert. I pulled up. Thanks, I, was getting, I was on Rice Mine Road headed to North River and, and uh, I see a Mercedes pull up next to me. And, uh, <clears throat> and he's in the turn lane and all of a sudden the light turns green and he just hauls ass up in front and hops in front of everybody. And like, as he was moving forward, I was like, that's coach saving. And he's it's a 45 and he's going like 75. Uh, I heard he goes fast. <laughs> I, I, I pulled in. I was like, coach, you ain't worried about too many tickets. Are he goes, I don't get many of those. <laughs> but yeah, I, I don't think so either. <laughs> I wonder if he's going to drive that Lamborghini around. You see that? Doesn't he have a, or is a Porsche uh, or something? Knows. I'm sure he does. Yeah. I thought it was a Lamborghini, but he's got some kind of sports car that they were like, he's like a car guy, apparently. Yeah. Yeah. Rip that thing down, you know, past Lake Tuscaloosa. Yeah. it's. I mean, for him, it's football and cars. Yeah. I guess. Yeah. 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 Right. yeah um, so besides Saban, who'd be you? You've got to have somebody else get in there. I think I got some pretty good ones. Uh, talked to Reese Davis not too long ago. There you go. Uh, Alabama alum. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's mostly football guys, you know. Uh, I think there's a few other ESPN anchors, but that's yeah, about yeah. it. You okay. know, some sports guys and stuff. But nobody I can take off the top of my head that. Yeah, uh, I thought that was a good question, though. I mean. Uh, uh, LT is always good for like, like he's a great conversation guy. Like if you're sitting at at the bar with him, like he's just he's on to whatever you really want to talk about. He's talking, about, <laughs> yeah. which is not sport at all. You know, just cool stuff. You know, he knows a little about a lot. Yeah, or or it's just like um, you, you can tell when when some people just aren't like wired where everything's sports. You yeah. Know? Yeah, it's, we were I mean, talking about Hall and Oates breakup last, at the. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I was really interested in, in that. You know that the, you know Hall and Oates, right? Oh yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. They broke up, and one of the guys has a restraining order on the other guy, and they're mad about like the song publishing and stuff. You know, they did weird guys that make that much money together. Just you know, can't we, can't figure it out. If we ever like get famous doing this. <laughs> That's right. No matter what happens, we can't turn in the hall and Got to talk it out. <laughs> Mick, that joke you made about the NIL, I draw the line there. <laughs> right there. We'll be like the Opie and Anthony. Yeah, yeah. Opie and Anthony guys. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, you I guess Jake Peavy, John Lieber, those are some pretty good yeah, ones. Yeah, some good ones, good ones. I know some pitchers. Yeah, some ballers, yeah. very good pitchers. Two two ballers, man. He's one of my mobile guys. You know, there's yeah. a lot of athletes out of Mobile. Peavy, I met Peavy's family, and he he did a charity in Arizona, and I was there. Uh, I want to say like Peter Gammons was on stage like jamming guitar, and then you know, and then Jake got up there and he's playing The Dead, which you know is my. Mm-hmm. We, as we say, my shit, <laughs> yeah. you know. So I thought that was cool. Uh, great family. Yeah. They're telling you know. me about some hunting property he had, like <laughs> between here and M- Montgomery. But then you told me he sold it. So <laughs> yeah, I think he did. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> 
Kid Rock's got a place in Alabama somewhere. Yeah, somewhere. Yeah. That's it. I, I got to meet got his Kid number? Rock. No, I got a buddy that knows him pretty well. That'd be cool to Plays have golf him with him here. in South Florida every now and then. Get him in here for this podcast. Oh, uh, man, it'd be great. He does podcasts. I've seen him do them. <laughs> I saw a recent <laughs> one with Tucker Carlson and John Daly. You can imagine how that went. <laughs> I saw him on Bill Maher, and he was actually like, you know. That was great. Yeah, was you know, he gets along with everybody, yeah. it seems like. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Um, you know, I don't know. you know, it's one, once you have a conversation with somebody, usually it's, you know, you find out they're pretty good people, you know? Yeah. I hadn't really met too many people I don't like. So, especially after you talk to them. Yeah. You right. Know? Right. You break, okay. yeah. You get to know people and stuff. Yeah. I'm with you, man. Uh, so next week, I will say, you know, we have pretty funny before I played, you know, football and got to know these guys like John Parker and Brody Kroll and, uh, my wife, <clears throat> when we first, first started dating and then when I, you know, started, we got serious and I'd go over to her parents' house and I remember I, I walked up, this is, I was playing at Alabama at this point and I'd met John Parker and some other guys, but <clears throat> I walk up into a room and she's got a picture of Bertie Kroll in the window. I was like, we're going to have to get rid of that shit. <laughs> This is way too close to home now. <laughs> oh, man, I was there for the Cor- Brody Coyle days, man. I just go back. I, I mean, look, for me, it started with Freddie, you know? Yeah, I tell you, no, Freddie, I, I tell you, he is – if if he was sitting on that couch, it would be like Ryan sitting on that couch. Yeah. He's just so much fun. He played, you know, I told you, he played on the baseball team in Alabama with one of my best friends uh, after he got p- finished playing football, and they were great. It, it wasn't like baseball now. Yeah. It was when baseball used to kick ass, you know. Yeah. <laughs> and and the guy, Jared Kinger, he's like, you know, Freddie just comes in and, like, you know, like, he's like, at first I'm like, what's this guy doing? And he goes, man, we loved Freddie. Like, <laughs> <laughs> he, said, he said there was – they were in – and Troy, I would, I would, uh, you, I would bet ever. Uh, I mean, ninety nine percent. You would have to be a real different person to dislike Freddie. No, yeah, I would hear all the stories all the time, like great funny stories. Oh you know? yeah, but he said they were at Troy, and some loudmouth was cussing around all these kids and stuff, and Freddie like took the fence and just. <laughs> 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 they love that. What are you gonna do? <laughs> Statue of limitations on it. I wasn't there. I just heard about it. <laughs> so Kingery loves to laugh about that. <laughs> what a great athlete though. You play you know, play quarterback and play on the baseball team at Alabama oh, yeah. doing something right there. He's just always doing, you know, goofy goofy shit around in Arizona. I mean, just the you know, he's a I don't know how old's Freddie. He's a little older than you, right? Yeah. So what does that make him? 46, 47? Yeah, somewhere in there. Yeah, I mean, I, I remember I was leaving snack one time. Like we just got done watching <laughs> film, and I'm walking out with a snack, and there's a curtain. Like, <laughs> Is that goes, what they call it? Snack? <laughs> <laughs> snack before bed. <laughs> I'm walking out of snack. And... <laughs> during, during camp, and there's like these – there's like these these – cloth barriers uh like between the the snack and dinner area and and i'm walking through and i see this shadow of just like this you know plump body and i was like that's freddie and i was like what the hell is he doing i was like he's trying to scare me 
<laughs> he's got this bag of chips and he's waiting on me to come around and i jump out and scare the shit out of him i like freddie <laughs> now that's a good guy <laughs> scare tactic oh yeah no it was great i mean but that was you know just childish childish yeah. dumb stuff I love you that. know but it just, I mean, it, may, it was, you know, I, I, I won't forget that. It was just yeah. something dumb that he'll never think about again. No. But it just, you know, it just made it fun. Yeah. It was just, you know. All right. Well, we've, we've, we've rolled through another episode. Um, Christmas is on Monday. You yeah. got all your shopping done? I do. Well, my wife got my, my daughter's shopping done and I got the shopping for her done. So good, I'm, good, good uh I'm families done. in town get to yeah. see all the cokers no yeah the yeah. coker boys are in town yeah well yeah they, they get to scare the hell out of me with some military stories yeah i love those stories um and then um we'll get back together i'm i'm whatever you want to do next week man i mean i'm here so at least one at, at least, least one, one on wednesday yeah. or whatever i mean uh that's fine with hopefully me. a second one on Maybe we might have to go back to back next week. Let's see. We'll see. Yeah. We'll see how what, Tuesday I'll be coming back into town. Where are you going? Hunting camp. Is that where Christmas is at the mm-hmm. hunting camp? Well, I'll be in Mobile and my uh my my mom and stepdad got a place just north of Mobile and so it's you know That's right where everybody gathers, huh? Yeah. That's yeah. Sounds like sounds very high class. unlike here. It sounds high class. We, uh, you know, I've been to some of these hunting camps. They're amazing. Like, you know, like I'm sure you know what I'm talking about. Like you go there and you're like, how come no one really lives here all the time? <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? No, no, no. Well, I, it's fun. But, they, you know, there's going to be a lot of deer getting dropped and, and my, you know, it's going to be fun. Yeah. Mean, you know, there's nothing like just, you know, getting out away from people and it's yeah. just uh, the freedom Campfire of, of and doing. Stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you guys have a great Christmas, and uh, at, when you get back, man, when we get back to here, it's all about Alabama and, uh, and Michigan. Yeah. We got to we got to get real serious about this matchup. Oh yeah, yep. That's when it starts getting real. I know. I, I can't know. wait. Get that get that tingling, you know, a little, that, <laughs> butterflies. That's right. Big big game, man. This is like honestly, it really feels like Rocky Four. You know, like. Uh, Alabama, of course, is Rocky, and uh, Michigan is Drago. They've cheated. They're on steroids. and I don't know. To me, it feels like the second time we're fighting Clubber Lang. (laughs) 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 They didn't beat us, though. But the Texas loss, you know, now we're we're coming back from that loss, you know. Yeah. We're out of sorts. Right. We're getting our shit back together. I love it. I, I love everything that's going on right now. I love it. It's so much fun. Oh, uh, we're, you know, it's it's great to be an underdog in these yeah. games. Yeah. Especially a, when an every, underdog with confidence. I don't know how many texts and messages I've got from people that are like it's they're not, just irritated that Michigan cheated, you know, with the sign yeah. scandal and the recruiting stuff and all the stuff that they're involved in. It, you know, they they just want somebody to beat them. Yeah. Yeah, well, they, like I said, there's nothing like being an underdog with confidence, but there's nothing worse. There's nothing worse than being an underdog like Michigan State in 2015. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was that was ugly. Uh, yeah, I mean, you know, and then Michigan. I, it says a lot 
the the reaction to the playoff announcement says a lot. Yeah. You know, they're not too happy about no, it. No, it's like when you're driving fast and you pass the cop on the median. There's the a light, weird nervous feeling, and you in, look in, in the rear view and the lights come on. Oh yeah, <laughs> <laughs> you don't know if it's you or him. But somebody's ass is in trouble. <laughs> uh, all right, guys. Hey, don't forget uh, that we want you to like and subscribe to the show uh, on uh, Roll Tide Pods, and we appreciate everyone over at uh, Disrupt the Media, uh, especially Jim Dunaway. Love Jim. Yeah, love you, Jim. Jim, after today, we, we need Jim in here. <laughs> I told him that when I saw him. That we want Jim in the. Oh, uh, yeah, we want here. Jim. We want Jim right on the couch. Yep. Uh, anyway, guys, thanks for hanging out with us again. Don't forget that we're brought to you by MyBookie, MyBookie.ag, uh, with the, the code next round up to a 50% price match on $1,000 when you make your first, uh, you know, you make your first deposit. 